0: Welcome to the Catholic Single Mothers Podcast. We're a vibrant faith-based community called Momentum for Single Mothers. During our time together, we'll hear stories and messages of hope. If you're a single mother and wanna learn more about our retreats, meetings, and activities, please visit MomentumMothers.org. We hope you enjoy this podcast.
1: Welcome to our Momentum Podcast for Single Mothers. My name is Rose and I've been involved with Momentum since the first retreat which was in uh, June 2016, I am now part of the leadership team. Today I am so blessed and pleased to be welcoming Lynn to share in our podcast. Thank you Lynn for coming today. Ah, It's a pleasure to be here. So Lynn is a dear friend of mine. Um, she is a single mom to um, her son and her daughter Her children are now both adults, and she's actually expecting uh, her first grandchild. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Lynn is a retired teacher, a loving mom, a caring friend. And I know that uh, from personal experience, she has been a gift in my life, and I think to other single mothers as well. She has a gift of humor, and she gives joy and encouragement to so many because of her faith. Um Lynn's message to me and to others in times of discernment has been, live the truth. So Lynn, welcome, and on that note, live the truth. Um, would you mind beginning today with telling us a bit about your family of origin, um, the history and, and maybe how it impacted you in your marriage? Okay, uh,
0: thank you. Um it took me a while to piece together some of my uh, my family of origin because it wasn't talked about as we were growing up. But I discovered um, uh, when actually I was in my 20s that uh, both my mom and my dad were um, products of, of abuse in their own home, though they're... Um, they're Mothers were caring about them. Uh, fathers were absent or, um, or violent um, in, in both their homes. And, uh, and it seems that this goes back for many generations, which I've only put together in the last few years. Thank you. I, I, I remember one of our conversations, you
1: talking about how you did not want to repeat um, the problems in your parents' marriage, and in, in choosing
0: your partner. Yes, I um, um, uh, when when I like really discovered my faith. Uh, um, really, between thirteen and eighteen, I was uh, searching, but. Um, when I was uh, 19, um, I was involved in a, a Christian community, and and so I really looked seriously at uh, a vocation, whether I was to be uh, single or to be married, whether to live on in the community. And when I realized that um, um, marriage was my vocation, um, I began to pray for the person that I would marry. and. Uh, and when I, I did meet this man, um, I, I wrote a list. I wrote a list of uh, of all the things that were fears for me and things that that I needed to know. And so uh, as we uh, went out together, uh, I found I was ticking off the things on the list one one by one, and and I really felt, wow um he 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 really seems to be the the right one and uh because some of the things were kind of kind of miraculous in, in some ways of like one of the things I was afraid of was um uh, that he he might um be um violent because he actually showed that he was very very gentle and um and I thought but because he had had violence in his past. Maybe um, it it might come out later. But he intervened in a a couple incidences where he showed great um, um, compassion towards the person who was um, striking out and also great uh, protection towards me. So I thought this will never be a problem in our marriage. So, so all the
1: all the signs were telling you to, to trust and go ahead. Yes. So Lynn, um, going from your family of origin, um, you married this man thinking that everything would be okay according to the criteria you had looked at. And now you're married for 10, 12 years approximately. And, and uh, you discover one day that... He, he didn't return. Do you want to tell the story of, of how it happened?
0: Yes. So I entered my marriage n- never um, even considering uh, divorce as an option, and I believe my spouse did too. So one night we were uh, uh, watching TV, all of us, uh, my brother, my two young children. They were uh, um, 10 and, and 8, and... Um, um, my husband said, I'm going out for a chocolate bar. And, um, and so we were continuing to watch TV, and then I thought, gosh, that's been a long time. And I, I, I got up and um, went into the bedroom and noticed there was a note on the bed. And uh, the note said um, that he was leaving, that there was no point in looking for him, um, that our marriage was over. And uh, so I just uh, said to my brother, uh, I, have to, I have to go and see where Robert is and uh, uh, left the kids. And I thought he sat a breakdown and I went running to the bus stops that I knew he could be leaving from, but uh, he, he wasn't there. So, uh, um, it was uh, quite a few days uh, before it was, well, it was uh, actually a week before I actually heard from him. So I didn't know if he had had a breakdown at first or what had happened. And um, so I... um, I just uh, told the children uh, their dad was really tired and uh, had gone for a rest. Spoke quietly to my brother and, and told him in another room what had happened. And uh, um, when it was time for the kids to go to bed, I just said that their dad was out. And um, so then. Um, I explained to them the next day when he wasn't there that uh, he really needed a rest, and so he'd just gone away for a few days for a rest until I figured out uh, what to do, what had happened. and um,
1: So, so th- this, this whole thing was not in the realm of your
0: reality at all? No. I felt like I was in the middle of somebody else's soap opera. Um, nothing. Nothing uh, I had experienced in my whole marriage gave any indication of that um, happening at all. And then that night when he was gone, um, I was constantly waiting for some sound on the stairs or the phone or a car going past um, that he might be returning. And um, I just, I just prayed, and I prayed for truth, and uh, and I remembered that um, that in the month before, I had said to him that I was, I was afraid for the first time in our marriage that I felt there was some kind of a distance, and um, and uh, he said, no, we're just. We're both going back to school and, you know, nobody else is going through anything like that. You're given
1: some sort of small indication. Um, how, do you, how did you function? You just mentioned that you prayed. So I, I know faith, having known you, your faith is such a big component of, of who you are. Were you able to tap in right away? Or
0: I'll never forget the... Comforting arms of God uh, as I lay on the on the bed, uh, just waiting for sounds of His return. That also I felt God's uh, arms just surrounding me with His love and comfort. And so while I felt um, this huge alert inside of me to to listen. I also felt this incredible love um, of God and over the next uh, few days I sought help. Um, I had a spiritual director who was also a a counselor and, uh, and I went and spoke to her on, it was on a Saturday night that that happened, not a Sunday. I went on the Sunday and went and talked to her at her home, and we took a walk. And um, um, she ta- talked to me about, um, you know, some priests I could talk to, and she was just very, very comforting. And, uh, and I realized, um, like I was starting school on the Monday full-time uh, university, which was something that, I didn't just have his support for, but he had encouraged me to do. And uh, I knew I wouldn't be able to go full-time, so it meant I wouldn't be able to get student loans. I also found out I had $20. You didn't know the financial situation of your family? Well, I only found out that when when he left, I didn't have any money except $20. Um, But I found out gradually uh, that... um, I also had two thousand dollars in debt, which um, was my half of the debt that he had accrued uh, over that uh, period of time, and um, and I found out um, going on the the um, computer um, when I did some schoolwork that uh, there were also love letters on the computer and. Um, Anyway, i I told my my children's teachers, I wrote them a letter and said um, that they would not be in school on the Wednesday because their dad had left, and I was going to be telling them that day. And it was a Catholic church, a uh, Catholic school at that time, so I also asked them to pray and and I had asked many of my friends to pray, knowing that I was going to be telling. Um, them about their dad.
1: That's the most difficult conversation, the most difficult. Very, very, very difficult. So maybe one of the greatest sufferings when a marriage falls apart um, is of course as a mom, as a wife, but also as a mother, the suffering for your children. So you just were telling us about um, you talking to the school and having to talk with your children, um, that adds to the suffering of of what you've, you've just
0: had to bear yourself. The hardest part was that I had told myself when I was 21 and heard that my parents were separating that if I ever got married, I would never, ever put my children through that. Because the pain I felt was excruciating, it's like going through an earthquake when the 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 rocks just come out from under you. And I never wanted my children to go through anything like that. And here I could, I, I hadn't protected them. So um, when I told the kids, my son just screamed out. That means I can't believe in anything ever again, and uh, yeah, I just I just uh, had to be with them in that in that pain, and uh, I am so grateful for um, knowing that people were praying for them, and I knew that one of the major things that children do at any age is they think um, that they caused the, the rift, mm. the whatever happened, right. to happen. And, and so I had said we'd take the day off because with my $20, we uh, went bowling and, and we had hot dogs. And I wanted them to know. And I said to them, this is not your fault. This is something that your dad is working through, and it's not your fault. And I decided I would never put them in a situation where they would have to choose between myself and their dad, that I would not talk against him in front of them, that I would find help always, and not put them in the middle. I had experienced some of that as an adult, and it's very difficult to deal with, but as a child it would be even more so. But I also knew that for me to do that um, would take away from their ability to heal with their dad, as I had healed with my relationship, uh, was healed with my father because of the grace of God. and. Um, and I didn't want to put any stumbling blocks in between them and their father because when we come to recognize that we are weak too, um, that's that's something that's reality for all of us in our spiritual growth. Is that we make mistakes. We make devastating mistakes in our own lives and, and for others. And I wanted them to know that God loves us in that and, and loves him.
1: You, you didn't want to close any doors to their potential relationship in the future. You wanted to make sure that you weren't part of any poisoning
0: or... Yes, that's it exactly. And and I, I know that it's the grace of God because I was tempted a few times, you know, when I was hurting and when I was upset to say something, but uh, God honored that desire in me and gave um, me the courage and I see it now in their um, their honor of me and in their honor also of their father. They don't um, they don't say terrible things about him um, and I haven't fostered that poison in me. I have with the grace of God I have, uh, I have worked through that, and there are still times that it' it'll, it'll come out up and you know, like meeting them um, at the weddings of my children, which has been my greatest joy in the last uh, the last uh, few years because both of them got married, and both of them both of them said when they were like 12, thirteen, they said, "I am never gonna get married. So the fact that they chose to marry to commit themselves um, to someone else is really um, um, is wonderful because I said t- t- to myself when he left too that I will not ever um, uh, allow this to poison me against love that um, I will always believe in in love and. Uh, and its possibility, and its ability to heal. Mm, Thank you. Um, You know, um,
1: I started off by saying how you often talk about live the truth, you know. And I think um, your conversations with your kids, uh, you're staying close to the faith. And then at some point, I think, within the first year, you, you looked into the annulment issue, because it was pretty clear he was gone and a changed person. Um, And how was that an important um, passage for you to
0: go through, and can you tell us a bit about it? I was really shocked at how um, quickly I got an answer to the prayer. um, Lord, uh, whatever is true, if I am married and 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 there is a sacred and blessed marriage there whether he's left or not i want to be true to that till the end of my life and if it's not true help me to live that truth too and within the following week or two i think it was the fo- within the following week i had this very, very distinct image of uh, a boot mat that you put at the door, Canadians know, mm-hmm. for your boots, and it was a rubber made mat, it was strong and sturdy, it had stripes, rough, smooth, rough, smooth, rough, smooth. And that this mat had been ripped up, and underneath wasn't a floor, it was there was rusty framework, rusty girders, and and uh, when I when I spoke to a priest about that, I, I called the most conservative priest that I knew because I I didn't want somebody's personal opinion. I really wanted the church's teaching, and as soon as I said that, he said hmm, that. That is something to think on. And then he told me what I needed to do in terms of um, just going ahead. I had to, be, I had to um, um, ask for. I had to ask for um, uh, a separation. The, the, the steps you need to take. Yes, yes. Because it all happened very very quickly. Well, it was also um, because I needed to receive some financial help. I never thought that I would ever um, have to receive welfare. I, I um, believe in welfare, and, and I'm so glad. I was always so glad it was there for the people who needed it. I just never thought I would be uh, a person who needed it. But um, yeah i had to do that for a while and then i was able to later to get some house cleaning work and things like that so i could get it off it so you're talking about
1: wanting to live the truth and going to see a priest and realizing the steps that you had to move from get separation legally and then move right away into to those financial issues that you had to accept welfare but this whole time you were journeying you were staying very close to god you were part of the
0: church and yes and and uh i i found like the church was so supportive to me uh with with counseling that i i could afford uh the counseling was through catholic family services and it get it went by my income um and um and priests my priest at uh, the parish was very supportive. Um, and my brother was very supportive. Eventually uh, the um, my former spouse uh, did uh, see the children and uh, he just told them, um, your mother uh, wouldn't allow me to live the life I wanted to live. That was his reason for leaving. And um, you know, when my children told me that, um, I didn't. I didn't respond um, to it. I. I just said, well, that's. Um, you know, that's from your dad's point of view, and and that's all that was said uh f- from me <laughs> and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful for that because i i do believe that um, um that maybe part of his healing will come through his children and uh i was exceptionally lucky because i i know that there are so many women who have um their, their children go back and forth. Uh, um, I had a, a, a very good uh, woman who had just taken a workshop on negotiation um, before I saw her as my lawyer when uh, we came up to work out um, how, how much time would be spent uh, with each parent. And, um, because when he left he he left the church as well as uh, me um uh she was able to say to him, "Well, since the church or your religion doesn't mean anything um um maybe you could have the children on the day after Christmas instead of Christmas alternating Christmas since it doesn't mean so much for." For you, which I was very grateful for, and um, he 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 had actually asked his lawyer, well, what 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 am I supposed to ask for for how much I see them, and the lawyer um, spoke to my lawyer about that and said, "Gosh, this this guy really doesn't know what he wants or needs." So anyway, I was fortunate that they only went to. Um, um, he and the lady he was with, uh, the woman he was with uh, every every uh, second weekend. And um, I had them the rest of the time. And, uh, and she was very kind, very kind to the children. So I was enormously uh, fortunate in that. And he wasn't really very present to them when they were there. So... Um, what could have been a very, very painful situation uh, was actually made um, better for them uh, by the kindness of this woman, and I learned to be grateful for that. I learned to be grateful for many, many things. I saw so many things as I spoke to some other women um, and saw what they were living that uh, and one of those uh, huge um, gifts was the fact that I was living with my brother um, and um, he he said you just just stay on here and he was a a wonderful he is a wonderful uncle uh, to my children and um, has been a real support though he wasn't a parent he was a he was a big support and there were times he bought Bought rubber boots or 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 uh, winter coats when things were were tight and
1: uh, somehow you're telling the story of such devastation, but yet you are seeing mercy and grace in it, and I think your your witness to staying close to God helped that to become a reality of of placing it all in His care, you know, and. So you didn't finish up in the sense that you moved on to the annulment. Did it give you a sense of truth and peace after receiving it, like something that you were
0: good to have gone through? It's one of the greatest gifts the church gave me was an understanding because when I came uh, to my faith in the Catholic Church, my prayer had been um, to... I was drawn to all religion in all different ways, Um, Eastern religions, uh, I was exploring all of them, and I kept asking God, draw me to the truth, bring me to the truth. So when I went to the whole annulment proceedings, that was my prayer, and usually it's a like maybe four hour, uh, three hours of an interview. My interview um, was a long time. It was six hours. and the only reason it was six hours was that everything that was in me spelled out of me. And the priest just had incredible patience and and listening. I didn't even have a sense of time, but everything uh, that was, Painful that I hadn't understood. Um, all through our marriage, there were, were there were times that I didn't understand something, and so I would bring it uh, before my spouse and say, um, "I don't understand this. Can you know? Can you explain to me? I'm upset about this. I don't get this." And he would explain it to me, or not to my understanding, and if I if I push it, I saw that that he would get upset. That there, um, he wouldn't get angry, but I could see he was annoyed. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and just that he couldn't answer further. And so I said, "Well, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. I put it at your feet." So all of these things that I had put at God's feet started making sense. Um, Brought to the light. Yeah. Brought to the light, exactly, exactly. So when I left, um, after those six hours of just, you know, bringing all of that to the light, I felt very ah, uh, like this burden had been lifted. And um, and the priest said, um, I don't think this is going to be difficult at all. There are so many signs that, um, that the this. Was that it wasn't valid, that this is not a sacred marriage and that he wasn't able to make that commitment. And so I, I t- took off my ring and I, I placed it in, in the cathedral in, in the donations. And, uh, yeah, I just thought at least it can bring someone some good. And uh, I I felt a sense of grace and a sense of, not freedom in the sense we use freedom like freedom and joy, but a sense of of freedom with a sense just a deep sense of peace that the that the truth was coming out and so it was um I think it was less than a year um that i I received um, the the declaration that my uh my marriage was um, not annulled, yes. but that my marriage was null. that it N-U- N-U-L? N-U-L-L. N-U-L-L. That it was null. So to say it was annulled would, would sound like, oh, once it was valid and they declared it not valid. But what, what it means is uh, it was never valid. Two people weren't able to freely make that decision yes and um, and so and it, our, and it brought you peace it brought, it brought me peace but um, that the marriage was was uh, not valid. So um,
1: your journey and now you've come to be part of momentum and um, I have memories of you. you've brought so much joy to many of us. And I don't know if you remember the first retreat at um, a rustic retreat center in the countryside, Domino Sobiscum. I remember you walking into the main lodge, fully garbed from head to toe, with a netted outfit to keep away the mosquitoes. And we thought, who is this woman? And we learned pretty quickly, after us, we had received many bites, that you were wise. And you could be silly, but you had wisdom. And um, you were also not new at that time to being a single mom. You're a bit older than some of the other mothers there. Yet you were able to bring comfort by your stories to them. Um,
0: What did momentum do for you? Thank you, Roseanne, because I always uh, wanted um, there to be some some. Some good in what I had experienced, and um, Catherine Doherty up at uh, the the Baroness up at um, Madonna yeah Madonna House in Combermere. I remember her saying on on uh, days that we would be sorting old clothes, she'd say, "Gather the scraps," and I always thought. Ah, oh, the scraps are the little pieces that are left after you know after the quilt is made that these are little bits of of scraps and I thought yes that's 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 my life these beautiful pieces of little bits of cloth that can be sewn together to make something beautiful for God and I felt like this this is is what uh, what I had to offer, that I knew that um, uh, my my faith and uh, um, and the joy that I could find in God being with us and helping us, and all the all the special ways that He did bringing special things to my children when they needed them, and and special things to me in 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 miraculous ways, really, um, three men getting together and just, um, handing me some money and, uh, and I bought a jacket with it that I needed and I wore it for years and every time I put it on I felt like it was God cloaking me. Yeah, and, um, I was being cloaked in love and, uh, and many, I, I many, many instances like that. So I, I wanted to know that that was available. I wanted other women to know that that was available for them too, if they, if they could give themselves to God, who was ready to embrace them. Mm, thank you so much. It's beautiful. Um, as we've
1: talked, when I hear more of your story, I, I feel like the message that. I'm hearing is God is always there. He was always there with you. That, that thread of him being part of the journey from your childhood, you know, right through. Um, do you have a word of encouragement or a prayer you would like to, to give other mothers who may be journeying in this way um, and find themselves in situations that, that seem insurmountable?
0: Wow. when I see Jesus on the cross and he, he looks over at the thief and he says, you will be with me in paradise. All of us have brokenness. All of us have things that aren't um, that aren't right, that need to be healed. And his love is so deep Uh, it goes beyond uh, the pain that might be in our lives he can always always work through that pain to bring a new life with him and um, I would just pray that people would be would be open to that and my life isn't without difficulties now, and no life is. And, uh, but I continue to, to learn that lesson that all I need to do at any point in the day, at any time, is to keep saying, Jesus, Father, give me the next step. I'm not supposed to know it. I don't need to know it. But you can show me now what I need to do now. And then in the next moment after that, you will show me. And I just pray to be able to keep asking that. And he has he honored that. And he has said that he will honor that when we ask. Thank you so much. How
1: encouraging. Thank you for the time, for your sharing, for your truth. And um, I just feel for your little grandchild, what a joyful time that child will have getting to know you. What a fun grandmother you're going to be! And um, that you be blessed as you continue to live out in your beauty and truth, and and staying close to God. Thank you so much, Lynn Thank you for that.
0: Thank you, everyone, for joining our podcast today. If you're a single mother and would like to know more information about Momentum, please visit our website at momentummothers.org. God bless, and see you next time on the Catholic Single Mothers Podcast.